bring him in. So yeah, oh, thanks for being here today. It's so good to have such a great crowd, seeing people from out of town here, and uh, even though we have an awesome powder day. So uh, thank you. It's, it's going to be good. It's good to be together. Um, there's some, I, I get this like super warm, cozy feeling when I come in the morning and see the band, and then all y'all start coming. All y'all start coming. I just love it. So I hope you feel some of that when you're here, like I do. Um, just had a great experience with on the men's retreat, which you heard a little bit about. But just seeing all those guys there and just having fun together, talking, eating. Oh man, it's great. Uh, well, we're at the end of a series. We've been doing this thing uh, called Training Days, where we're looking at uh, spiritual practices that help us grow deep with God and walk with Him well, which I propose is something that if you're in this room, you want to do. And so how do we do it? What, do, what are the steps? What, what do we, how do we progress in that process? And you know, I, something that I've learned is that a lot of times I thought, well, if I want to be mature in my faith, if I want to walk well with Christ, it looks like this. It looks like that person or that gift is there or whatever. And then as I've been walking through this, I've been thinking, well, we're talking about practices because it's not like I'm going to show up on the line and like win day one. It's a process, and it's okay to be in the process and not be there and to be working towards that with Christ and be, be being renewed and transformed. That's what the spiritual life is about. We're, not, we're only there in the sense that we have been redeemed, but then we're growing and we're walking together. So that's what we're doing together in this little community of, of people who are trying to follow Christ or learn more about who He is. Uh, so we've talked about knowing the Word, We've talked about generosity. We've talked about retreat. Last week, we talked about prayer. And today, we're going to talk about using the gift that God has given you. Using the gift that God has given you. Practicing using that gift. All right. So we're going to unfold that. In fact, you, if you want to just turn to uh, 1 Peter 4, that's where we're going to be, 1 Peter 4. And the the main thing that I want to say, the the... What I would really like you to be thinking about is, is more of a question, I think, than a statement, and it's this. What, what would it be like if someone were to invite you in to do something that was truly significant, that only you, your unique abilities made possible, and that deeply impacted lives? If, if someone was to ask you to be a part of something like that, I, that feels good. That's something we want to say, yes, I'm in. I'm there. If someone asks for that, and I think when we read this passage, you will see Peter unfolding the heart of God, inviting us in to do something very significant that is uniquely, that you are uniquely capable, I am uniquely capable to do, and it has deep and long-lasting impact. If that's something that you would like, then the practice of using your gift should resonate with you. And, and I do want to say, before we read the passage, that if at any point in this talk as we're looking at the, the scripture, you're like, you know, I'm really thinking about God's tugging on my heart, pulling me towards, or I'm thinking about how I could use something I know that I have in my heart to, to, or in my skill set or my passions to serve him well. Well, then stop listening to me and start talking to God about that. Okay, so just disconnect and go down that road at any point. So let's read the passage together. First uh, Peter 4, 10 and 11. As each has received a gift... Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks the oracles or the words of God. Whoever serves 
as one who serves by the strength that God himself supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. All right, so here's how I think this passage is going to unfold. Three, three little places to, to stop and look in at this idea of the gift that God's given us. One is, what is your gift? What is this idea of a gift? And what are the instructions for using it? And the last one is, uh, what is the purpose for it? What's the big picture? Why? What am I using this gift that I have for? So the gift, the instructions, and the purpose. So let's talk about the gift for a second. Uh, a lot of times, the first word in a passage or something that one of these people that we're reading from the scripture is saying, it uses is a very important word. And this one, I think it's probably up there. The second word, each. Each of us has received a gift. Each of us has received, not, and I think it's interesting sometimes if you're studying the Bible, try this sometime. You're looking at a passage and there's a statement made. Like each of us has been given a gift. Well, to really understand what he's saying, and another way to do it is to rewrite it in a way that he doesn't mean. Okay? Now, I know that sounds odd, but it helps put some frame around it. For instance, it doesn't say, some of you have been given a gift. Or, I'm not sure if any of you have a gift. Okay? Because automatically, when we start talking about this kind of thing, some of us are thinking, yes, some people have a gift that's can be used for amazing things that is uniquely theirs, and so it must be somebody else. But, so if you don't get anything else, maybe it's just the first word, each, or the second word, each of you. See, a gift, and, and what is that thing? Let me see if I can define it like this. It's a, it's a passion or interest or natural ability, natural ability that you can use to bless other people. Okay? So there's three aspects of that. I want to make sure I get it right. Passion, something that just wells up inside of you, or an interest, something, something you're very interested in, simply said like that, or uh, a natural ability, something that just, you know, all of us do something. Some of us watch Netflix really naturally. I'm not sure that that's what I'm talking about. However, um, this, is, this is something that naturally occurs within you as it flow, flows into your passion and your interests. So there's this intersection of all of those things. And in that space is where that giftedness, that special gift that is created for you is created within you. And now here's another thing about a gift. A gift is a good thing. A gift is good, right? We don't, so that's another way to kind of look at it. We're, you're not getting a curse from God. You're not getting some burden you have to carry that's so heavy it's not going to be pleasant right? Now, that doesn't mean that the gift that God gives us isn't something we have to work at. It's, there is a struggle to use it sometimes to, to be who we are in, in his kingdom and work is work to use that gift, but it's not a curse. Our, our, the other day, uh, we were with our, I've told you about our, our Young Life Committee, adults that are supporting Young Life to make it happen here, and so one of the people on the committee is Beth Bueller, and if you know Beth, she's a, she's a writer. That's what she does. And so we had, during the, the weekend we were together, we were all like, oh, we need to write something about that and produce it so that people can know about Young Life. Beth, Beth that's you. And then we, you know, we kept, have you ever been in a room like that? People are like, oh yeah, that's you. Sometimes it happens when you're not in the room and people volunteer you. But she was in the room and we just kept pointing at her and I was like, you know, I think she wants to do that, but at the same time, it, it is her giftedness. 
But uh, if that were a burden to her, I don't, I'm not sure that that's the place for her, at least right now, to serve. Now, I think she wants to do that. But if you've been in the church for a while, then you may have been overburdened by some things that you had to do and were asked and over, and you could never leave it and could never quit. In this church, you should enjoy what you are doing, even when it is work. Okay? In, in every church, but in this church, if you're not enjoying it, we need to talk because you're not using your gift. So a gift is something that you will enjoy. It fills your cup. It fills you up to do it. It doesn't drain you and pull out your energy. Now, I'm going to, I just quickly brainstorm, and I don't, I'm not, I know I looked over several people in this, but I want to just give you, I tried to just write 10 quick names of people who are serving, and I just want to share them with you. How about, if these are people that are using their gift, passion, and interest, and natural skill. Check this out. Uh, Berna Brown. Where's Berna? I'm not going to point out everybody. Berna. Okay, she has this amazing passion for people who are food insecure, who need help with food, who need that. And if you see her feeding those people, providing food for people, you can see her heart in that. And when she talks about it, it just comes out. I said, Berna does that. Scotty, Mike, uh, Stone, Stoneberg, and Nancy are helping to connect people who are in poverty situations to help in our community, whether it be money or assistance and psycho- psychological counseling or anything that they need. We're there to provide that. And their passion, it's, it oozes out of them. If you just ask them about it, they, they won't stop talking. How about Roz? Did you, read, did you read the article in the paper, on the front page of the paper, that was good news about what OB Joyful is doing in the community? Roz's passion to to meet and walk alongside with people who are in poverty because we all have poverty, but walk with them. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Our band members, did you think they were enjoying what they were doing? Okay, that helps us enjoy the whole, I'm just going to keep going because I think it's so cool that you see these examples. Uh, let's see, Jessica, Randy, and Teresa making coffee for us. They love it. They don't want to stand up here. They don't want to do this. Molly, Claire, and Bethany leading our children. They love it, and it's, it's fabulous to see. Uh, how about Lorraine? She's not here today, but she does all of our graphics, the, this bulletin that you're looking at, you know, the website. Take a look at the website. Her passion, interest, and skill are being used there, and she has a full-time job and a husband, a second full-time job. <laughs> how about Peggy? I don't know if Peggy's here today. She's our bookkeeper. Is Peggy here? Oh, shoot. Well, Peggy, in obscurity, in the back of the office, Make sure that everything is accounted for, and that's important to you and important to me, and it makes everything happen. Jim, Mark, Drew, Al, looking over and, and shepherding the body as a whole. Jerry Buchelman was just telling me about how he's volunteering with Adaptive and using his gift and his skill and his interest, passion in that place. How about Suzette, who greets us every morning when we come in? She gets here early. She's loving everybody. Sean and Lori Kelly, they have opened their house to Lee for months on end to live with them. That's a big deal. But they love it. It's a gift. It's a, not all of you would want to have some, you know, somebody living in your house, an extra person crammed in a bedroom. No, but they do. And so th- those are just examples. I just wanted to run through that because it ex- excites me. And they're not the only ones. That was just what came off the, right off the top of my head. So what is your gift? What's the intersection of your passion and your interest in your natural, natural ability? Some of you know what it is. Some of you don't. Uh, but that's okay. It, 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 it can be very general down to very specific. Um, you might love people. You might not particularly enjoy people. So that can help 
create a watershed for you to figure out where you might serve. Are you in the background or are you in the foreground? You know, are you doing something where people are constantly demanding something from you? Well, that's going to burn you out if you're on this side. But you're going to get filled up by it on this side. Right? You might like elderly people. Or you might like babies. Or you might not like either one of those. Right? But there's, there is a, some place that you have been gifted to use that gift. There's a... There's a uh, if you grew up in the church, if you didn't, just you know, hold on for just a second. Some churches that you come from to this place have, uh, will have like a gift inventory, and they'll help you figure out you know, what your gift is, which is a great thing. They're trying to help people engage their gifts. And there's these gifts like hospitality, serving, generosity, teaching, I don't know, some other ones, encouragement. You've been through this. Okay, yeah. It is very good. It helps you. But when, at my former church, which is a big church, and we definitely did that, I, I'm just going to be, I don't know how this will sound to you, but it, it, it raises up a thought in my head, is that many times, over and over, we do this, this evaluation, and 80% of the women would come up with serving and hospitality. And I thought, okay, that's true, because that is built in, and, you, and often when I think about my wife, she serves all the time, she's always being hospitable. Okay. But I thought, there, 80% of women can't all, that can't just be what their gift is. I remember sitting in this class where we did that, and I was telling about a couple of things where we wanted, we really felt like God was leading this church to be engaged. And one of them was to build a community garden, partnering with Bhutanese refugees that were, about, that were in, in America or in Dallas and are about 10 miles away. So actually getting the Bhutanese refugees, who many were, gar, were uh, farmers, and that's why they were, uh, that's where they were refugees in the first place. Uh, and they hadn't, some of them hadn't farmed in 25 years, like half their life. And so we were going to try to get them in touch with the ground again. Okay, So I'm telling about this, and there's a woman in there, her name's Nisi, and, and Nisi, afterwards, she came and she goes, we've got to talk, <laughs> you know? And she was so excited about this, this thing. It, it, this happened to be in the church I went over and I, uh, I just looked at that old website, the website from the church that I came from. And here's what Nisi wrote. Uh, the, that garden is huge now. It's as big as the whole part of the bottom of this building. Um, if you have an other-centered heart or willing to join in an experiment in progress and have a desire to pursue relationship with people in poverty situations, then the garden ministry might be for you. For more information, contact Nisi Sharp. So if we'd just done the test, she would have been a servant. But when we talked about what God was doing, she was able to engage in that place. And God's not, it's not just in the church, you guys. I'm not talking about, can you vacuum or can you play guitar, play drums? Wherever you use your gift, use use that thing. It could be anywhere in this community. It could be a global thing that you're a part of. That passion that drives you, if you're not using it, you're sitting in the passenger seat and the car is idling. And, and I would say this too, there are people in here who have been believers for a long time, maybe you're a new believer, someone who's now following Christ, you have a gift to use, and we're going to tell you what the purpose of that is, but you have a gift that has a kingdom potential return. It is extremely important. People who have not crossed the line of faith yet are also in the each. Each person has been given a gift, because we are God's creation. And you can, I think you can see that best in people who are creative. Because when somebody who does not know the Lord makes something beautiful, 
Not only are they creating in the image of the creator, but what they do speaks of his goodness in creation. Music, art. You know, does anybody have a Google Chromecast? Does anybody have that? Okay, I have a Google Chromecast. It's just me. Seriously, come on. Okay, this is an advertisement for the Chromecast. Because There you go. All right, a little shy there. Be bold about your Chromecast. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Chromecast just sits there on idle and just does these amazing pictures, just like, you know, those old kind of screensavers you used to have on your thing. And I'll sit there and look at them because they bring up the, they bring, it brings up art. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, that is unbelievably beautiful. And I don't know if that person is a believer or not, but the beautiful creation of it points me to the creator. Everybody has a gift. So that's a little bit about the gift, but let's talk about the instructions. Now, if you're like me uh, and you celebrated Christmas or, or perhaps a birthday, then you might have had a dad who didn't read the instructions. Now, that was my dad. He was the classic, like, put him in a movie. I'm not going to read the, the instructions. I'm going to figure it out on my own. So, the, you know, the swing set was, like, all jacked up. It didn't look like it was supposed to look. It took all night to build. Uh, you know, it was just, and he was always just so angry. And I was like, Dad. So I've learned. I read the instructions. Even if, the, you know, but if you notice this, and some of you people are going to be involved in this soon, but a lot of the instructions are, like, translated by somebody in a country where they start the instructions in the middle. And then you find out what you were, where that screw is supposed to go, right, or whatever, plugged in, you know, the batteries. And then there's those toys that you have to have instructions to get out of the thing. Oh, my gosh, what is that? Um, yeah, so don't ask for anything like that, sir, because it's going to just be laying there. But Peter gives instructions. Pretty cool. Look at uh, verse 10, the second part of that. It says, these gifts, this gift you've been given, use it, to serve one another as good stewards of God. Now start to pick this apart while I read it. These are instructions. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks is one who speaks with the words of God. Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies. So gifts that we are given have an outward focus. Okay, so the instructions will at first say, This is not just for you to please yourself. This is a gift that you will use for bigger things, for things that are bigger than yourself. So we're always outward. The the use of our gift is always outward focused. It might be done privately. Nobody may ever know that you did it, what you're doing. It may be so behind the scenes. But the end result is it has an outward focus. Okay. And then he says, as good stewards... It's good stewards. Now, I mentioned this a few, day, a few weeks ago when we were talking about generosity. A steward in this culture, the culture that, that was receiving these words, contempor- that was contemporary right here, was hearing that and saying, oh, I know what a steward is. A steward is a servant in the house of a wealthy person. And what they do is they manage the resources of the wealthy person. So what they have to, to work with is not their own. Right? Does that make sense? When they hear that, when they hear be a steward, then what, what is what is happening is they're saying, oh yeah, whatever gift it is that I have is not mine, but it belongs to someone else and I'm going to use it for, outward, for an outward focus. So that's the idea of stewardship. And if you think about what God has given you, your passion, your interest, and your natural, and your natural abilities, 
that gift is, is not yours, but his to use. And you are the steward of those things. Or is it in a box in the garage? Okay, then he says uh, that our gift reveals God's varied grace. And I think it's, this is something we could spend a long time on. I just want to spend a moment. Uh, his grace, the gift of his love that is undeserved, the relationship with him that is undeserved, is full of variation. It's not all the same. And that comes up another place in the scripture where the, uh, the body of Christ is compared directly to a body, like a physical body. And if you're familiar with the Bible, you've, you remember this. It's like he's actually addressing this thing. He said, well, you know, some of you are, are like the eye and some are like the foot. But if you're the foot, and don't be jealous of, of the eye because the eye gets to do that stuff. Because every, every one of us has a part to play that's essential. Because if I don't have a foot, something is missing. If I don't have an eye, something is missing that is important to the whole process. You know, we work, everything works together. And so the idea of the body working together, that's you. Each of us has a gift that is important to engage. The instructions are that we're all working together to, re- to reveal what God's grace is, the variation of it. We're not supposed to all look the same. It's not all the, and there's not one that's better than the other. We're all together in this. And then he says, uh, in verse 11, he says, Whoever speaks as one who speaks or, or communicates what God is saying. Now, he's not saying that speaking or talking to somebody is, is the only gift he wants to communicate, he wants to talk about. What he's saying, though, is take your gift seriously. Whatever gift you've been given... Take it seriously for God. So if you speak, speak as if you are speaking for God. If you are feeding people and welcoming them into your home, do it as if you are doing it directly for God, that his, his name was on the resume. If you're the bookkeeper, if you're handling the finances, do it as if. If you're serving the people on your staff, wherever you work, do it as if. Take seriously the gift that you have, because it, it really matters, as if you are speaking through your gift for God. That's how serious it is. If you just keep going, I mean, it's, this is in, these are instructions, I think they're in a pretty nice order. They're not starting in the middle. He says, whoever serves, in other words, we're going to serve with all of, all of us are going to serve with our gift, outward focus. Whoever serves, whoever's using their gift as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. So gifts take effort to use. And sometimes when we're, even when we're doing the thing that we love the most, it takes work. We all agree with that. I think we agree with it intuitively. But when it comes to using it uh, for the glory of God, sometimes it seems like, well, should this be work? How should I see this? Should I just enjoy this all the time? Well, we enjoy what we're working at as long as it fits within the way that we've been wired. It's like, um, you know, you, you get that flashlight out and you click it and there's just nothing there. You're like, oh, dang it, you know, because <laughs> you know then you have to go to the grocery store and get the batteries and the whole thing. When we're not empowered by God, it's almost like we're a flashlight that's just empty. No batteries, 
We know what it's for. The function of it, there's no question about that, but there's nothing inside it. And so Paul just, I mean, Peter just reminds us, Peter says, this right here is the power that makes it possible for you to do the things that you were made to do and never forget that. So these are the instructions for using your gift. So you can read the instructions in verse 11 of this passage and you don't have to set them aside. You can, you can have them at all times in First Peter. But the last thing he says is, is he, he describes in one sentence the purpose of our gift. So Peter says, in order, you, you use your gift in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. In everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. The reason for our gift is to glorify God. Now, I think it's easy to skip right through that and say, yes, glorify God. But what does it mean to glorify God? Well, maybe at the top end of it is that we've been asked to partner with perhaps the, the most significant thing that you could ever do. Right? When I'm thinking, okay, I'm supposed to glorify God, so how do I do? Well, maybe I back up and say, what does it mean to be engaged in glorifying? It, what it means is God has asked me to partner in something that's way bigger than myself. If you read in the Psalms where it says, like, the creation points to God, that the stars declare his glory, okay, those created things, that means that we're a part of that canopy, if you will, this creation that is pointing to God. That They reveal his glory. When you use your gift, especially when the church uses its gift, the gifts that we have together, then what we do is we reveal the glory of God. So this is how it happens when you practice this, the glory of God is revealed, and that's the very best thing any of us could ever take part in. If you're ever wondering, am I, am I doing something valuable? If you're using your gift, you're, even if it's a tiny little thing. And then, you know, you have to say, well, well, how do I do it? How do I glorify God? Let's be specific about it. Well, again, I, I think I want to come around this and say, this is, this is what it doesn't look like. Um, we want to be sure that we're not impeding the view of God, right? Because he's already got glory. So, in fact, I came in here, Claire goes, hey, nice ladder, Scott. There's, there's a ladder in our, you know, we just didn't put it away, <clears throat> Courtney. And uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. It wasn't her job, but yeah. Um, but I didn't see it because it was being hidden by this tree, Right? I just didn't see it when I came until I got right up here. God's there and glorious, and we need to be sure that we're not in the way. And this really came home to me at a conference that some of us went to. I've mentioned this before, but I think it's powerful. You know when Jesus is so angry in the temple and he's clearing it out, and he's just as mad as he can be? The area where the people that he is so angry at are is they're in the, this area that is uh, called, the, it, it's for the nations. It's the space for the nations, for the non-Jewish people to be, so that they could see the glory of God. And so when the, 
the religious powers at the time were allowing all these things to happen in that space. They were, they were using the space and preventing the Gentiles or the nations or people who don't know who God is from being there to see who he is. And, and that touch, I, I thought, it's not written in there, but you see it, it is written in what that space was. You know, people may misunderstand Jesus Christ, and they may misunderstand the church, but it can't be because we stood in the way, you know? And I think that's, that's where he's going with this, that God has glory. If I can be engaged in that, really, I'm not going to add a whole lot to his glory, but I definitely want to get out of the way so that people can see. And when I use my gift, when I practice the gift that I have, then that helps that happen. couple of last things. You know, I, I think if you're in fundraising at all, then you've see, seen that idea of uh, how well a matching grant works. If you put out there that, you know, in a week, we're going to get $5,000 if $5,000 comes in. I think it's, it's almost like that with this, but it's like the infinite glory of God, and we get to participate just a little bit in that. It's like the most incredible matching gift you ever got to be a part of, you know? That's what he says. He says, you get to reveal the glory of God. Well, I don't really have much to offer to that in my little bitty self, right? Except by Christ. So I'm being invited into this incredibly huge thing. And all he says is, use your gift. You've been given a gift. What is it? What's it for? Well, it's for revealing the glory of God. Like the stars. We get to engage like that. Well, let me... uh, let me wrap up with this idea, and then Lisa is going to bring a team up. And we're going to we're going to celebrate uh, communion here together uh, in just a moment. So you could be preparing yourself. I just share this last idea. You know, most of us grew up, and we often hear that w- from others that idea. You know, if you if you grow up in America, you can be or do anything, right? And sometimes something like that works out. Something really great. But the honest truth is, we have the freedom to do anything like other countries don't have, but sometimes you do a job that you really don't like that much. It doesn't always work out beautifully like that makes it sound. Like, you can do this, right? I think we all are like, you know, I feel that. Um, uh, And a gifted kid might never realize his potential. And it wouldn't be because of anything or lack of trying or anything or training or anything, but not be able to do it because things don't work out. However, what's cool is in the body of Christ, you have been gifted and you can use that gift and you really can be that thing you were created to be. And it's a lot better than an awesome career to be partnered with the King of Kings and have some part of that matching gift of that glory. That's awesome. That's a great thing. It, you may not have the job you always dreamed of, but you can use the gift that God has given you. And many of you are, and many of you want to, so I want to get, encourage you engage in that. I'll, I'll pray, and if you want to grab your people and get it going. After. Yep. Lord, thank you so much for uh, this group of people. I know that we're all, uh, we want to serve you well, and we struggle with this. And Lord, there are no easy answers. Um, some of us have tried and feel like we failed, and there's all kinds of things going on in, in our minds right now. But Lord, in any case, we do want to bring glory to you. And we have a moment now as we, uh, 
as we partake in the, the ceremony that, that Jesus set up for us. God, just to, to reflect on your, your goodness and your glory, what you've done for us. Uh, we thank you for that. Lord, may you, be, uh, may you be honored through this body using its gifts. And uh, in the next few moments, Lord, we may, may we just meditate on that. In Jesus' name, amen.